So, the first time I heard this word, it didn't refer to men necessarily. Scrub was a word that we used growing up that meant like you were sorry, you were you weren't good at something. If you couldn't play basketball well, you were a scrub. If you couldn't play baseball, kickball well, you were a scrub. If you were bad at Mortal Kombat, you were a scrub. But three women in a group called TLC that was spawned in Atlanta, Georgia, turned the word into um, uh, a, a, a mantra, something to, to, to fight back uh, patriarchy, to fight back thirst buckets and like just suckers and just like lame dudes who just can't get their shit together like they turned the word into something totally different that had nothing to do i guess you were still bad at something you were bad at life or you were bad at getting money or you were bad at getting off your mom's couch or whatever the thing is but you were bad at this so i guess maybe it still does apply but they made scrubs into something totally totally different and um the world is a better place for it uh, this is the Summer Say Podcast. Bravo. I thought they deserved that. That was a great definition of the transformation of scrub. Of scrub. Of like scrub. they changed like I never thought like I you know you don't ever think that it's going to something's going to be turned on you and then like you know next thing you know. Next, next thing next thing you know. I feel like the T and TLC should now stand for thirst buckets as in we're going to take care of this shit. <laughs> don't even worry about it. Don't even trip. We got you. I wonder if that was the energy in the studio when they recorded it. Like this is the one. We're going to take care of people. Well, in a in a, it, it sounds that way. Like when I read uh, an a interview that Chili did, I think it was with Rolling Stone. Um, that was like the fifteenth. This is in the two thousand four, I guess. So like the fifteenth. Oh no, two, whatever year it was. It was like the fifteenth anniversary of of No Scrub. I guess it was two thousand fourteen. Uh-huh. Okay. And. Chili was just talking about hearing the song for the first time and just knowing like, oh yeah, this is it right here. She said there was like, I think three curse words in there that she just didn't like. So she was like, I'm gonna just take out these curse words. <laughs> I think she she said she actually she took out two of the three curse words and left one of them and then was like, all right, this is it right here. We're good. Yeah, we're good. But she sounded pretty confident about knowing like, like this is going to be the one. Yeah, yeah. So. It must have been an interesting. It must have been an interesting session. Well, I I grew up with TLC, always knowing that like this group was somehow gonna like put me to game, like from when like ooh on the TLC tip came out, you know that kind of coincided with my learning about sex education. And frankly, TLC was way more useful for that shit. <laughs> they gave me the street smarts that I needed for the book smarts, like right. the school, right? To make it work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, I feel like they were always like as a pop group, like the older sister is always trying to look out for me. Listen, right? Like these men, they done do this, they done do that. And now with like no scrubs, it's like, listen, you think you want to start dating now? Cause I know you're like coming the age of everything. You're wearing a training bra and all this other good stuff. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you something. There are some men out there that when they're gonna holler for you, it's because they're up to no fucking good. Cause they can't get their shit together. Mm. Mm. that's powerful and mm. just kind of you know exposing me to all there is in the world 
You know what I mean? Expanding my horizons. I just feel like they really made the passenger seat a terrible place to be. Oh, yeah. absolutely. You do not want to yeah. be riding. You can't even your... be comfortable riding no, in a car no. anymore. I mean, your car could be at home. Right. Right. Parked. Right. Parked. You yeah. Know, you guys are just saving gas. That's by all riding about together. riding together. It's economical. And I thought, hey, <laughs> let me say something to this very nice looking woman over here. Oh, but now, now I'm a scrub because I'm not driving. It's cold out here, man. It was ice cold. And I was just on the bus. <laughs> so it was worse. <laughs> you had no wind. I had no. Yeah. There was no, no way. It was very hard in middle school because of no scrubs. You didn't have anything. And TLC was like, you need something. You need something. <laughs> what do you bring to the table? It's very, very eye-opening. Yeah. Listen. Well, so I guess it was a learning lesson for both parties, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it taught you that, hey, as a man, you need to have your shit together Yo, a little bit. Because mm-hmm. it's a name for you if you it's don't. A, it's a name for you if you, you know. don't. Mm-hmm. We call you something. Mm-hmm. And for Christina, it was like, it was like we, watch we, out for these broke motherfuckers. They right. out here lurking. Right. <laughs> they out here lurking with no ambition. Listen, as women, you're going to have to learn that you're going to have to work twice as hard for half the shit, and this scrub is going to leech whatever's left. Mm. Wow. wow. That was the Jewish mm. translation of it? Yes. Yes, please. Mm. Oh, no, all the lyrics. And on this Jesus, scrub please. is going to leech whatever is left. Woo! the pressure already like man that's exactly the energy they brought anybody who's listened to this who was a scrub definitely turned it off already (laughs) for sure you think scrubs had like the self-awareness to know in your heart you always know you think so there might be a tough exterior that that gets (laughs) cracked when you hear a song like this that you just have to just in your heart you always know it's so it's so uh the song is very direct and i guess before we go any farther we have to say we have to shout out Tiny and Candy ah. for writing this record in the first place. Yes. So like whatever was going on in their life right now at that time, they clearly was had something they wanted to say. This record has like one of the craziest collaboration of people. Yeah. From Tiny to TLC. A big Atlanta record. Yeah. Right. Like it's a big, big Atlanta record. Extremely Atlanta. Yeah. Uh. I think the story goes is that um, Shakespeare, the producer, mm-hmm. had handed over Candy Burst and Beat Candy and Tiny um, had already done what they needed to do with Escape already. So, you know, that would have, that chapter had come to a close. So they were kind of toying around with starting a group of their own. So Candy had written the basis of No Scrubs while, as you can imagine, riding around with a girlfriend, listening to a beat, complaining about some dudes that they were dating. Because, listen, they were we all know how that, that story goes, right? So it's like... That she, Candy's writing, I don't want no scrub, da 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 She thinks that she's going to reserve it for her and Tiny, but then Shakespeare comes back and is like, listen, TLC is interested in that record. And Candy was like, well, it's not like we have a record deal or anything. I know maybe one day, you know, we'll do something together that's totally fine, but sure, we'll pass it off to them. And uh, that's that story. Wow. As incredible as it is. Wow. So simple. Yeah, yeah, like so amazing. And I wonder was "scrubs" a universal word at that time? That's a good question. Like, I, I did not know of it. Yeah, when you know, growing up in St. Louis in like elementary school and middle school, that's what I like. That's like I said, "scrubs" was just if you if you were sorry or something, if you were whacked, then you, you were a scrub. Like you're no good at it. Yeah, but I don't know if they were saying that everywhere else. I mean, I guess they must have been saying someone was saying it down here if if Candy and 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 Tiny thought to write it, but true. 
I mean, it definitely became universal after the fact. Yeah, for oh sure. Oh my God. After the song, the word was everywhere. Yeah. And part of me wonders if that was part of the appeal is they took a word that might have been in people's vocabulary, mm-hmm. but they gave it such a new twist. Yeah. And they put it in such a, they framed it in a way where you could just, you knew it. You yeah. Feel it. yeah. You could recognize a scrub. You could point to one. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was you more, know. it was way more specific. Extremely specific. <laughs> well, listen, the song in itself operates as a TED talk, right? She's saying, I don't want no scrub. Mm-hmm. And then she gives up the definition. A scrub is a guy. Exactly, right? Mm-hmm. So she's laying out the exact definition yeah. of the word in the actual hook so that when we are like sort of out in the real world we're able to articulate what is it that we're seeing here mm. you know because mm. like i mean i feel like there are some words out there that i guess we could have called them like you know like bombs or like oh just what's up with this dude and stuff like that but just like saying a scrub yeah now it's like that encapsulates everything that we're and then even like the word itself sounds <laughs> harsh like the construction of the word like scrub <laughs> like that doesn't sound like anything appealing or pleasant or like something you want to be a part of like no oh you want to come to the scrub hey let's go hang out with these scrubs like it just doesn't sound (laughs) appealing even if you didn't yeah it's like it has a certain uh entomology that just doesn't feel mm. inviting yeah no it's not not inviting at all all. it feels dirty no i mean if you think about when you scrub something it's because it's dirty right yeah yeah, it's dirty right clean and scrub isn't it's different than wipe like Scrub, you have to like get into it, like like you're some very elbow dirty. some elbow grease into scrubbing. Like that's not a wipe down, it's not a brush, no. and it's not none of that shit. It's like yeah, this is filthy. <laughs> so as men, did you guys feel attacked a little? I was a child. Yeah, I was too young to feel. <laughs> yeah, I knew I knew exactly what she was saying, but I was too young to even be in that mind space. Like in '99, I mean, I'm not too young, but like. In 99, I was, that was my senior year in high school. So I was 18. So, I mean, I had like a part-time job and like, but I I mean, I was, I was definitely wasn't a scrub in comparison to most kids my age, but (laughs) I wasn't like, I I couldn't like afford the shit that she was talking about. Like, yes, I'm in somebody else's car. Mm-hmm. Right now, because I don't have one. Yeah. Like, so it's like setting up an unrealistic expectation for adults. Yeah. So I didn't feel any type of way. None of the girls my age could like talk shit to me. Like you can sing that song if you want to. It's cute, but like you don't have shit either. It's like we're we're all teenagers. We don't have I like anything. this energy, job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're all scrubs. <laughs> we're all scrubs. Which, which 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 brings me to the sporty thieves. Excuse because me. Because. No scrubs. I think historically you can't talk about no scrubs without talking about no pigeons. What? Hear me out. Okay. So the other thing that Chili was talking about in this article was I guess she was asked, you know, what she thought about the song. Um, you know, Sporty Thieves basically did a a parody response. Not even a parody, like they were serious about it. But they basically did a response to TLC's No Scrubs. It actually became for them, it was probably the only song. If if anyone listening to this even knows who I'm talking about when I say Sporty Thieves, then you're probably the only people that this song got to. But it was kind of a big deal in the sense of the controversy of it. So they did a song called No Pigeons, which is basically like 
yeah, we don't want any of you uh, broke ass, pay less, like all, you know, they, they go into all that whole thing. So Chili was asked about how she felt about the song and she was basically, the, res- the response she gave was that, you know, she was like, they sound like babies. They sound like they can't <laughs> handle the song. She said, I laughed. I didn't think anything of it. She said, I thought it was cute. They just sound like they couldn't handle what it was that we were saying to them. And wow. that's okay too. And I was like, that's pretty gangster. That is the perfect clap back. Yeah, I was like, that's pretty gangster. I laughed. They're babies. Yeah. Oh my God. Like it was cute. It was cute. Wow. So I got to go back and listen to No Pigeons because they didn't play that on a school bus. Yeah, that no. W- that wasn't what they were playing. That, that, that wasn't the one they were playing on a school bus. Yeah, no. you know. <laughs> no, the song, the song actually played on the radio somewhat. It was, I really? was, I, yeah, it was never a, uh, I don't think it was ever a top 100 Billboard song. I don't think it ever got to that kind of point. But the song would definitely play on the radio. Was it local? No, Sporty Thieves were from New York. They were from no. like, I remember hearing about it. I but think I they were from New York or New Jersey or Philly or something. I'm like, hold on, let me see. Well, I think if this had taken place in like the new millennium, I think Sporty Pigeons would have been Sporty Pigeons. <laughs> Sporty <Jesus Christ>. Pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> I think Sporty Pigeons. Oh, they're from Thieves. Yonkers. They're from Yonkers, yeah. Yeah, I feel yeah, like Sporty yeah. Thieves would have just been like a YouTube act or something. It would have just been like a YouTube disc. You know what I mean? It yeah. was just like something that they released to SoundCloud like the next day. And nobody yeah. really thought of it. But maybe because of how big the song was. To where it uh, topped the Billboard Billboard Hot 100 for four consecutive weeks. Maybe that's how it actually became like a song that you heard on the radio. They were from Yonkers. I should have known. It was called No Pigeons. Like that, <laughs> yeah, that, was, that, that already tells you right there who, you, who, what type of individuals you're there, talking about. There's a reference to Tim's on that record. I've never heard it, but I know <laughs> like you it know in my heart. The Tim's, Tim's the and the maybe butters. yeah, yeah, maybe like a Bubble Goose or something like that. <laughs> but to me, that makes perfect sense that TLC's record got a response from someone, and probably got a lot of responses. I mean, not for nothing. Did. I mean, No Scrubs was a huge hit on its own, but I think the, the con- I think the controversy of this thing of people kind of talking about it in a certain way only helped to probably move the conversation into other ways with just people talking about the song in general. Like, oh, you heard the No Pigeons, you heard the No Scrubs. Like, just Mm -hmm. that whole, even people having to mention that kind of made it more of a thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I mean, this was one of the, I mean, No Scrubs at the end of the day is like a, I consider it a cornerstone TLC record. Oh, Mm. without a doubt. Like, of their whole catalog, like, this is one of those. Without a doubt. I mean, they, I mean, they added some, like, my vocabulary, frankly. Yeah. And... I feel like at the time, like 1999, like when I think back to like that particular year, I think about, for whatever reason, I think about how like both Rolling Stone and VH1 tried to do like women in rock specials or like 100 most influential women in music sort of thing. They were trying to be like, yeah, we're like feminists and shit. But when we describe them, we're still going to like talk about their bodies a little bit. It was kind of like this weird display of empowerment that I think is like way outdated in 2018, but we were just trying to figure out like what that looks like. And then meanwhile, TLC comes in and it's just like, listen, we got a song here ready for you. Don't even worry about it. But in the meantime, we're just trying to figure out like what modern feminism looks like. And maybe TLC helped articulate some of that a little bit. Yeah. I think that's really interesting when you think about how futuristic the video looked. Oh my god! Especially for them, because that wasn't their twist. Like to me, our TLC videos are always grounded in like so pajamas. Yeah, yeah, it's real on earth. Condom goggles. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. 
That's when they turn into aliens. Yo, androids. Yeah. Yeah, and that was all Hype Williams, right? Yep. All hype. Another one. That fisheye lens. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, that Hype Williams. You know, any video you see from like 1996, 95 through like 90, 2000, 2001, that good fisheye lens. Oh, man. That means that your budget was <laughs> blown. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Were yeah. any of you guys caught up in like this idea of Y2K as like everybody else? Because I feel like Hype Williams sort of like his view of like retrofuturism sort of like encapsulates that for me. Like, you know what I mean? Like at the time where we felt like, oh my God, we're about to enter the year 2000. Yeah, what does that mean? We're really going to be in some Jetsons age shit. I don't know. We still have flip phones. I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember was, any I of this. I wasn't even 10 yet. I, I'm just trying to get the double digits. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, listen, there was a lot of fear-mongering over, I guess, how when the clocks, you know, went past midnight and there were some, like, zeros in the year that, like, everything was going to go to hell, That's right? A, that the computers weren't built for the binary code wasn't built yes. to handle Man. a year turnover like that and systems all over the world were gonna crash and i'm so like, upset my parents won't worry about shit like that they could have really <laughs> really put that fear in us they did not <laughs> care, they didn't care about that at shit. all yeah. i'm about to go home and ask them, what were y'all worried about <laughs> like y'all weren't tripping <laughs> y'all didn't tell me nothing about y2k y'all been worried about the computers or nothing no. So. But that's what that's all about. That's why Prince said he was partying like 1999, yeah. i.e. the mm -hmm. world was about to end. That's I why Backstreet that. Boys put out an album called Millennium because it was like they were the boy band of the future. And it's like, don't worry, the other side is going to be just fine. And that's why we're here because <laughs> we're here reporting from the other side. And that's why Hype Williams, I think, becomes like the prevailing music video director of I, that age. I like that take. I'll add one more to that. That's why Buster Rhymes spent like six years counting down the years on every album to it was 2000 there's only five years left in like 95 i was like all right bus like we get you the next album in 2096 is like there's only four years left i was like all right dog we get it like buster rhymes really kept track of that for me in my mind like oh, that's wow. my reference points for why you forget every year when he came out with the album he would remind you somewhere on that album that this is exactly how much time you have left <laughs> until this whole shit is annihilation. I was like, all right. Bro. I kind of like Buster Rhymes being that voice for us. Like, <laughs> being the timekeeper. The world's going to end. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, yeah. You. Get your bunkers ready. See? Yeah. And it looks like a bunker. The TLC video. Absolutely. I feel yeah. like mm -hmm. I want to go there. If this shit's about to blow up, uh, take me to the No Scrubs shoe location. <laughs> I think it's safe there. I really <laughs> do. I think we'll be okay. I really there. believe. I mean, and me and Christina, we were talking about this before you got here, job that if Hype Williams just have bunkers all across America mm -hmm. where he shot music videos at in case of something going wrong. Mm. Right? Right? So, like, where are these bunkers at? Jordan Peele should do a video, a movie about the hidden, about the hidden bunkers that Hype Williams, that Hype Williams had for all these music videos. Because what did they do? Y'all didn't just throw them away. I wonder if I wonder if the bunker that uh, John Goodman had in uh, 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 what's the fucking monster movie? Uh, Godzilla? <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> Cloverfield. Yes, the Cloverfield flick. I wonder if that was Hype Williams' bunker. It was a nice <laughs> bunker. He had rations and like <laughs> little like rooms and segments. It was a pretty cool bunker. 
I don't know. Hype Williams is a little more IKEA than that. He's like all about clear surfaces. I'm yeah, sure, you really like, try. Yeah, like, yeah, sort of yeah, 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 yeah. Sharp edges. Sharp yeah, edges. yeah, yeah. But he's not about the visual clutter. No, no not at all. No, it has not like clutter at all. Like, <laughs> no, it has to be pristine. Extremely. Uh, well, speaking of the video, that was the version that had the rap verse. Yes. yes, the video had Left Eye's verse on it. Do you guys feel like the radio needed that verse or a part of the song's appeal was because there was no rapping on there? I feel like, well, I'm always partial to Left Eye. I feel like Left Eye always kind of holds like a certain pace in my heart because of like her spunk and stuff. But I do think it's interesting in retrospect that they decided to do two versions of that song, one without the rap verse and one with. Um, I don't know... I feel I feel conflicted over it, but I guess you know for TLC, it's kind of like with Chili being in the forefront. Maybe aesthetically, it sounded like the group was like growing up and maturing because that's all we obsessed about with pop music. It was like, do they sound like they're maturing now? You know? Yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, I I'm always a proponent of more Left Eye. Yeah. Yeah. So like I don't, and I tried to find like some background as to why that happened i didn't find anything like or a story as to why she got left off that way but um yeah i say I always say more left on man i what i was able to find was that like with dallas austin working on the album there was like a bit a little bit of contention over the over whether to feature left eye or not just on the album on the album fan mail in general right so that's why when TLC gets the vibe cover story and the photo shoot, Left Eye ends up calling that reporter like a week later and was like, listen, I can't stand behind this album like 100%. The, the reason why would being like, you know, Dallas Austin was definitely leaning more toward like this really like smoothed out, like contemporary pop R&B vibe. And Left Eye was like, where's my place in all this? If I don't, I'm just going to go ahead and call Suge Knight and see if I could get like a solo album off the tip, even though I have record label obligations like over here. Over here, right? Yeah. First yes. off, if you call him Suge Knight, it's already trouble. Yeah, you're in the best part. Yeah, when you say when you say when you volunteer, not like you get hemmed up and like right. forced into it. Like when you voluntarily put yourself in the path of <laughs> Marion Knight. <laughs> Listen, she and Tupac were very good friends. Yeah. Tupac's mom was based here in Atlanta, so like I can already see how that connection forged and everything. But also, you know. Given what we know in retrospect about Mr. Suge Knight, I get it as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. Man. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't know how bad things have to be for me to call death row. Right. <laughs> I'm just I'm just not. I mean, it was a different time. It was it, a different time. It was a different time. I mean time. almost. So it's like you got teal you got no scrubs to being the number one song in America yeah. for consecutive weeks over the summer. And then you got, and then you fast forward to the fall where you're, it's the 1999 video music award, MTV video music awards. And that's the music video awards where, I mean, one, Diana Ross cops a feel on Lil' Kim's boob. Yes. But then also Biggie and Tupac's mom. Come together, right. At the yep. very end. Mm -hmm. So. Iconic. Yeah. I know. MTV really is not capable of pulling off moments like that anymore. No, no they're no, not. They're not capable of pulling off moments like that at all. Why is that? I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, they've. Are people just saving all their antics for like Twitter and Instagram and stuff? 
I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I mean, MT, I think MTV just... They've also, like, sullied themselves to a certain degree, but, like, with not mm. having any more... Music videos? I mean, yeah, that, but just not having any real, like, strong credibility anymore as far yeah. as, like, being a platform. Like, mm. they are a platform that can distribute content, mm-hmm. but as far as, like, having credibility as, like, a brand... I mean, they don't. They don't have the. Who would who would break themselves or who would give an exclusive moment to MTV now like that? I can't imagine anybody in this current space. Cardi, Drake. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, you give a Cardi to perform properly, but as far as like something like that, where it's something like right. iconic, something iconic or something meaningful in that kind of way, like yeah, nah. yeah, yeah, that was the whole reason why you wanted to watch making the video was because like that was gonna be your first exclusive look, and look whatever at- two million dollar video was about to come down the pipeline. Yeah, I think yeah. the time has changed. Yeah, it's just different. I right? think there's a, like a vision though coming out of like MTV, because to me they were always so ahead, right? They were so premier when it came to music visuals. And then they got to a point where they were playing catch up to YouTube. Mm. You know, I feel like that's what killed the music video more than anything else was YouTube. It was accessible to all of us from our computers. I didn't need cable anymore. And for whatever reason, they weren't able to pivot forward. Mm-hmm. They were just chasing. Well, then their pivot was reality TV shows and like competition shows and like, you know, because YouTube doesn't have reality TV. It was, yeah, it was. Catfishing, what catfish and uh, was a teen teen mom and like (laughs) all of that shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they they've been making money. I I don't think they're in the red at all over there. No, no, no. no. But still, legacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the legacy of what was and what is now. I mean, I don't know. It's. I mean, I guess that's a whole another kind of conversation. Mm -hmm. But like, all the all the platforms that had super credibility or super not even just like okay magazines are dead we get that but even just from transferring that to being online like nobody is like very very uh i don't know what the word is but it's not it's not it's not what it was when mtv was during that 90s time yeah 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 for sure for sure um still so that's what that's what makes it all the surreal. I think when like it's like TLC is coming back after five years um, since their last album, and they end up being up for I guess like best pop video by a, by a group, and they're up against like Insync and Backstreet Boys, who I guess if they were coming out with that shit in 2018 would have probably been as skewered as Taylor Swift was. At the Billboard Music Awards, but that's a whole yeah. other subject. Like, <laughs> yeah, the fact they ended up beating out like all these boy bands, like these bubblegum pop stars, and they were just like super floored by that moment. I mean, that is kind of surreal to watch because I for guess sure. like if I was watching it in real time, I would have thought for sure that like Justin Timberlake's ramen hair ass would have beat them <laughs> ramen hair ass. that is not an original listen i've heard that many a time before nah, but every time it drops man that's just a good bar yeah <laughs> and it's, it's very bar. accurate like is it a it hip-hop looks, classic i think it, it should, should yeah it should it's be a hall of fame bar. yeah because it is it's so accurate like you just want to add water yeah when you look at it do you look at that shit it's like oh bro for real like <laughs> <laughs> like who okayed it 
even in the 90s, like you walked out and you <laughs> looked in the mirror and you was like, this is the look. This is the one right here, bro. Like, everybody, nah. everybody at Frosted Tips. It was an unfortunate time. Oh, man, I'm glad that black people didn't have to do any of that <laughs> shit. <laughs> we have our own, we have our own plight in life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but Frosted Tips, <laughs> Jerry Curls maybe and shit like that. But like, that's the smooth. Frosted Tips, shit. So I think we talk about legacy here a lot. With TLC, No Scrubs to me feels like a song that can last forever. Yeah. Unfortunately, Scrubs still exist. Yeah. Like, yes. First did, of all, they didn't. They didn't stop Scrubs from existing. No, they did not. <laughs> no, not they at just, all. They just putting them out. You know, they gave the spotlight to the Scrubs, but uh-huh. they did not put everybody underground. Right. No. In a sense. <clears throat> You're so disappointed by. Um, I mean, No Scrubs has been covered a lot, but they were covered like very recently by the band Weezer. If I ever had to think, like, who are some Scrubs and like. You know that pop punk, yeah. See, Mike, yeah, exactly. No, automatically, like Rivers Cuomo, ultimate scrub. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna just throw that out there. The shade. I'm trying to think that I ever hear their cover of No Scrubs. I know it happened. It came out. Yeah, because yeah, because when you said it, I feel like I I remember uh, that it, happening, but it I don't was remember a headline. What it, it was a it headline. Wasn't you headline. did click. Yeah. Cause I didn't click yeah. it either. Like uh, you keep scrolling. <laughs> like Weezer, cause still scrubs. Like no. But I was wondering. I'm, I'm straight. I was wondering, like, how did that happen? Like, who? What was the meeting with Weezer? And they were like, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna cover no scrubs. Yeah, who's? That has to have been someone's favorite song. Like one of their favorite songs, a, 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 a wife's favorite song. Like somebody had. I need this backstory as to why that's of all of them. No. No, no, okay. no they, I don't need I'm that. Actually, I don't need I'm that okay, backstory. <laughs> I, I'm with Ja. It happened. I couldn't stop it from happening. I can't go back in time and stop it from happening. So now I need to know why it happened. <laughs> yeah, it's that simple. The simple explanation is that like he listened to this song, and by he, I guess I'm just saying Rivers Cuomo, but Weezer in in a nutshell. All I can say is that they aren't good listeners. That's how that should happen. Mm. They heard this catchy ass melody. That Candy wrote in a time of duress when they were having to deal with like these bum ass dudes and was like, that sounds catchy though. <laughs> I like that. that. I like that. And that is the ultimate scrub like behavior when you were just like doing shit without listening. Yeah. I want Christina to teach a workshop about Scrubs 101. <laughs> like really, really break it down to Please. Them. I mean, you you got this on point. Your point pro- scrubs pro- out. Pro- yeah, properly. Right. Like, nah, can I get a syllabus? I mean, at the, at the, begin, at the beginning of the at the podcast, she said that this armed her with knowledge. Right. Yes. <laughs> and, 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 Just, clearly, and clearly, she lived out those lessons, and now she's able like to. a professor. In my mind, like seeing life through your eyes is like how Tony Stark. He's inside the mask, and he has like all of like the recognition and the different like technology and shit. Like I feel like that's what's going on on like a minute to minute basis. Y'all Christina's feel like you understand me a little bit better? Little yeah, bit. yeah. Also, add yeah. no scrubs too. Like, I'm way more informed than I was in my room listening to the song. Yeah. You know? Perspective. Perspective. <laughs> uh, well, we appreciate you guys so much for listening to the Something to Say podcast. You can find us on all the streaming platforms. And in addition to that, you can find us on patreon.com slash something to say where we are posting bonus rants. Yes, all kinds of, of fun word. things. 
Yes, yes, yes. All produced by Michael Saba here in The Swats. We'll see y'all later on. Peace.